0: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast as we enter week 18 of the NFL season. Perhaps the most difficult week of the year to bet. But I also see there's some opportunity there. If you can kind of read between the lines on some team decisions, where teams are going, there's some opportunities. Obviously on the spread, we'll give you five games here against the spread. My five favorite plays for Week 18, but also money line spots, and I'll, I'll mention those throughout the po- throughout the episode here in games I like with the number. But also, I think there's some opportunity. You know, maybe a money line round robin parlay. I do those once in a while, where I'll you know throw five or six underdogs I really like in for a weekend. And depending on how you want to do it, you could, you know, do the five by ones, or you know, you could do it where three after to hit, wherever you want to play it, uh, to to fit whatever kind of bet you want to make. You know, you could result in in some hits because I think there's a chance this week we get some significant upsets in games the teams need it, and the assumption is well they're going to have it. Doesn't always work like that. A couple years ago, Jaguars and the Colts obviously changed uh, a lot there for the Indianapolis Colts. They did not win that football game. All right, let's get to it here five games week 18 my five favorite plays on the board for this week and we're going to start with a dog this number's moved down the best number is gone but i still like the number because i like the dog and this one's going to go on a money line round robin parlay give me the tennessee titans plus three and a half Again, all spreads all lines courtesy my friends over at fanduel sportsbook at fanduel right now as i record this three and a half is the number give me the titans here over the jaguars the jaguars have a lot of issues right now a lot of issues most expressly their quarterbacks hurt Trevor Lawrence has been playing banged up for the whole month of December. He has a game-time decision for Saturday. I think that's why this number has gone down. This number will probably go back up if he plays. So if you want to wait on it and you think he's going to play, you'll probably get a better number. I would take the Titans plus the 5.5 if he does play. If he doesn't play, this number is going to go down to about 1.5. I mean, I think this number is a middle number right now. And I'm going to I'm going to take it either way because I think the Titans are, are ripe you know, are alive to win this game no matter what happens with Trevor Lawrence. I really believe that Titans have been a way better football team this year at home. Tannehill's in, Levis out. So you know what you're getting at the quarterback position in terms of, you know, a little bit less of a ceiling, but some more reliability here with Ryan Tannehill. My and Mike Vrabel, I'm getting a coach here really wants to win this football game. Like, this is the Titans' Super Bowl. Last year these two teams played, final week of the year was that Saturday game, you know, kind of de facto AFC South Division Championship playoff game. It was Josh Dobbs out there, and the Titans won that game. I mean, the Jaguars won that game barely. I think it's the Titans' revenge spot. Vrabel, 24-14-2 against the spread as an underdog of at least a field goal, covering by an average of a margin of four points per game. I mean, this is a big, big, big time Mike Vrabel spot in game number one for me. I think this is a significant one for the playoff mix because that means if the Jaguars do lose this football game, the winner of that Texans-Colts Saturday night game will be the AFC South champion. That's a big, big deal. Vince means either Shane Steichen or D'Amico Ryans as a rookie head coach wins the division. If you've got a ticket on either of those guys for a coach of the year, this is what you're rooting for. Because I do think the path to coach of the year involves capturing a division here. Otherwise, it's probably going to go to Stefanski. I mean, I, I think division winners should get it. More than wild cards. That's just the way I view it But, you know, whatever You're, you're coach of the year You're coach of the year And this year there's a lot of Wild card guys in the mix The Fansky, McVeigh, Obviously, Steichen and Ryans Could both be Or one of the two Could be a wild card If the Jaguars do win this game But I like the Titans here I think they'll run the ball I think they'll They'll play enough defense uh, Against a very bad situation A quarterback right now For Jacksonville And the Jaguars just haven't Looked right for the better Part of a month I didn't buy them When they were 8-3 I don't buy them now This feels like the end of a collapse. Give me the Titans plus the three and a half game number one. Game number two this week, I'm going to go to Carolina. And I know everything, everything here says it's a Tampa Bay spot. They will not blow this. They will win the division. They will take care of business. And maybe, maybe that is true. Maybe they will do all that. But a couple things. One I've seen Todd Bowles in this spot before. I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it, and it doesn't work out. So back when Todd Bowles was the Jets coach, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback, the one year Brandon Marshall starred, Fitzpatrick starred, they really had a pretty good team and a real chance to make the playoffs. All they had to do was go play a terrible Buffalo team. And this is a year or two before they draft Josh Allen. Terrible Buffalo team. And they beat Buffalo. And they are going to the playoffs. And they went up to Buffalo and they laid an egg. Road game for Tampa Bay in the division. I think if you take out last week, because last week really was a disappointing effort by the Panthers. I think they had been playing a little bit closer to competent For a couple weeks before that, as Bryce Young tries to get through his first year and tries to put something positive out there before the end of his first season as a springboard to next year, it's all out there right now. Baker Mayfield, banged up going to play, but he's been banged up limited in practice a couple days ago. You still got a pretty decent pass rush, including Derek Brown, for the Carolina Panthers. This is a tricky spot for Tampa Bay as a road favorite. Are they going to win? Probably. Are they going to win by five or more? I doubt it. This feels to me like a 20 to 16, 24-20 kind of game where Tampa gets out, probably wins the division, gets their home playoff game next week, but I do not have complete confidence in Tampa Bay at all. And look, Baker's gone 7-17-1 seven, against the spread as more than a you know, as a field goal favorite or more. Uh, while Bowles, I mean Todd Bowles is 6-14-2 against the number. I mean, I think the Panthers are going to show up here in their final home game of the season and put some good on tape. Give me the Panthers plus four and a half over the Bucks. All right, game number three. Let's go to the game that we, in Philadelphia we're paying a ton of attention to. That is the Eagles against the Giants. I'm going to take the Giants plus the five and a half in this game for a lot of reasons. Number one, the Eagles' point differential for the entire season is plus 22. So I'm supposed to believe they're going to go out and win on the road by margin from what I've seen right now. I don't know if the Eagles are capable of winning on the road by margin against anyone right now let alone a team they within the division they just played two weeks ago and it was ultimately a tight game though the eagles did win the box score on christmas pretty significantly but it ended up being a tight game they didn't cover the number then now they're going to play the same opponent a few weeks later by the way an opponent that's upgraded a quarterback because tyrod taylor is a better player than tony devito so the division thing two out of three weeks the switch of quarterback road game it's all it's all pointing the opposite direction the, as the eagles here the number has gone the wrong way for the eagles it's gone towards the giants it opened at seven we're down to five and a half and then i think you need to factor in the reality of the situation for the eagles in terms of resting playing it out making a decision at halftime so as we sit here today as i record this the feeling and we just talked to lane johnson on the midday show on friday is that he said they're not scoreboard watching he's not scoreboard watching he's playing either way so the feeling's been given off. The Eagles are playing their guys. They're going to go for it. They're going to try to win the game and hope the Cowboys lose their game, thus would lead to an Eagles-NFC East championship and a number two seed. That's all well and good. It's all wonderful things to say on a Friday. When we get into the game on Sunday, on the worst field in the NFL, on MetLife field, when the Eagles and their front office and obviously Nick Sirianni see the score of the game in Dallas, I don't believe for one second The Eagles are going to play for four quarters unless the Cowboys somehow are in a very tight game or they're losing. I don't believe it. If the Cowboys are up big, which I expect them to be, let's not forget Washington has everything to play to lose for. The number two pick in the draft and a ticket to Drake May or Michael Penix, their quarterback of choice, beyond Caleb Williams. Okay, so Washington wants to lose that football game. They have an owner in Josh Harris who oversaw a tank in Philadelphia with the basketball team. They want to lose. They're, they're going to lose. And even if they tried, they probably lose anyway. Meanwhile, Dallas, everything to play for. I, I give a very, very, very small chance that game is competitive in the fourth quarter. So whenever the moment arrives, I believe the Eagles are going to pull their guys off the field. At least they're, they're important ones. Jordan Davis, who's at an ankle. You know, we could go to... Yeah, a guy like Hassan Reddick, their best pass rusher, off the field. Go to offense. Are we going to see Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith might not even suit up anyway. It looks like he's going to be out for this game to begin with. So all of that. So let's say the Eagles are up, you know, whatever, 10 points late in the third quarter and they start pulling their guys because the Cowboys are up 21 points, well, that lead's going to evaporate, and the Giants, by accident, probably cover the game, if not win the game. This is not just playing the matchup. This is playing the situation, and it's playing a situation that points to Giants plus 5.5 over the Eagles for game number 3. Let's go to game number four here for week number 18. All right, let's go to this one. And this is a kind of a legacy play. It's a franchise play. It's a matchup play. It's an everything play. Give me the Patriots, minus one and a half over the New York Jets. I know the Jets have more rest right now. They played the Thursday, a couple Thursdays ago, against the Cleveland Browns. That's all well and good. But the reality is this the New York Jets stink. Their defense has not played very good football over the last month. They stink. And the Patriots have continued to play really hard at the end here for Bill Belichick. I don't know if the Jets are playing that hard for Robert Sala. I am Lord, and I mean floored, that Robert Sala is going to continue to be the Jets coach. I mean, how many years can you have to put out a competent team and you can't do it? I mean, I, don't give me the nonsense about the, the, the quarterback's out. What are we supposed to do? I, I'm watching Kevin Stefanski and his fourth quarterback make the playoffs. I'm watching, you know, uh, what's going on in Cincinnati where Zach Taylor has well, had a backup all the way until last week in the playoff mix. The Jets have been dead for weeks, for weeks. The Indianapolis Colts with Gardner Minshew Are a win away from the playoffs And the idea is that we're going to give Robertson another pass Because they didn't, first of all they didn't pick a legitimate backup quarterback And two, they couldn't win what they had Or find something else, it's a joke The Jets stink And even when the Jets are pretty good They lose to the Patriots Even when it's even, they lose to the Patriots And I look at the Patriots, I say they're still playing hard for Belichick The game is in New England And if you look at the Patriots this year, they've lost a lot of very, very close games. Not that they would be a good team, but I, I thought the whole time they were probably closer to mediocre. than they, you know, more like a seven-win team than a four-win team. And they just had a lot of things kind of bounce their wrong way. And I just think they're going to give one more inspired effort for Bill Belichick. And what a way for Belichick to go out after. Just haunting. And I mean haunting the New York Jets for two, two plus decades, two and a half decades after resigning as their head coach to go to New England, to become a dynasty, and shove it in the Jets' face one more time as the the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, gets himself a victory. All right, final game on the docket for this one. And I'm actually surprised at how few are on the same side as I am of this game. Give me the Miami Dolphins at home. To cover the number I'll take the plus 2.5 over at FanDuel But I'm going to take them also outright In the Moneyline Partlay To beat the Buffalo Bills There's been this love affair with Buffalo That has gone on here for about 6 weeks That they're the most dangerous team You wouldn't want to play them And I agree with with almost all of that Like, yeah, they're dangerous Yeah, I I wouldn't want to sign up to play them Especially if they get a high seed in the AFC They could make a run Everyone's on their Bills futures And the Bills are going to go on a run The Bills... Have been a nice story to turn things around here, but let's not pretend it hasn't been, it's been like perfect. You know, they won in Kansas City because Kansas City's receiver, Kadarius Tony lined up wrong. Okay, they won against the Patriots last week because the Patriots turned the ball over a million times. Josh Allen was horrendous. They won in Los Angeles against the Chargers with Easton Stick. Barely, They needed to drive at the end to do that. So they, I don't think they've played great football. They had one good day against Dallas. But in the last month, I haven't sensed it's been great football from the Buffalo Bills. Good enough. Good. They've got themselves in an area where people believe in them. But Miami's had a better season. Miami is the more electric offense. And Miami's offense, even though it wasn't great last week, has had, I think, better moments throughout the entirety of the season. I trust Tyreek Hill more than any weapon on Buffalo. I think Miami's defense will have a good plan this week. After seeing Josh Allen earlier this season, they're going to miss Bradley Chubb. Obviously, they're banged up. But as long as they have two and they have Tyreek Hill and they have Vic Fangio, I think they'll be competent. I think Miami's going to win this game, shut everyone up, win the division. And Buffalo's better hope they get the kind of help they need. Otherwise, this train could stop on a dime. I mean, it could go from the idea of them being dangerous if they win, they're the two-seed, to out of the playoffs altogether. Give me the home team. Like It's rare you see a team as good as Miami statistically getting points at home against anybody. I mean, really, especially a team that right now is, you know, a wild card. It's – and when you have a a starting quarterback, it's not like it's a backup out there with Tua Tagovailoa. I like Miami this week to win the game and win the AFC. So let's go through the, the picks. In totality, one more time. Game number one, Titans plus three and a half over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Game number two, the Carolina Panthers plus four and a half over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Game number three, the New York Giants plus five and a half over the Philadelphia Eagles. Watch this one for when the... Eagles starters start coming out if they start coming out game number four I gotta do it I'll take a Belichick minus one and a half Patriots minus one and a half in Belichick's final game in New England at least we believe that and then game number five the finale Sunday night football game number 272 it ends the season I like Miami, plus 2.5 over the Bills to win the AFCs and finish this thing out. Everyone have a great weekend. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, and following to the podcast. We'll continue the NFL Picks Pods all the way through the Super Bowl. We'll throw some props in, obviously, because there's only you know, there'll be less games after next weekend. So we'll throw a lot of other stuff in as well um, to get you set up for Super Wild Card Weekend next weekend, the Divisional Round Championship weekend and the Super Bowl. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening. However you listen and whenever you listen to WIP Daily.